Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is May 1st, 2023. How about them apples? Mayday, right? Is, is it? I don't know. I don't even know what Mayday is. I always thought it was a signal for help. <laughs> uh, now, normally I would do the countdown as to how many days until kickoff, but in all reality, we don't know. The September 7th is the NFL kickoff. The Kansas City Chiefs are playing somebody. We don't know who yet. I don't think. But the schedule hasn't come out. Uh, so we don't know when the Buccaneers are going to play. And that's normally when I set the date for kickoff because that's really all I care about is when the Buccaneers are kicking off. So May 11th is normally when the schedule comes out. So That's what it's that rumored to be. Schefter is reporting that's when it's going to come out. So. so when that comes out, then we'll start doing the countdown. Sounds <laughs> good. That. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we got a lot to talk about. This is a... Uh, a post-draft, post-mortem. <laughs> so we're going to figure out how we did and uh, maybe even talk about how our opponents did in the NFC South. But first, got some news we want to get to right away. Uh, this is not happy stuff. Uh, do you want to say it? Or? No. <laughs> uh, yesterday at about 9 a.m., Sunday, uh, Shaq Barrett's daughter was found unresponsive in his pool and passed away. She was two years old. And, you know, that's a, that's a tough thing. You know, Molly told me about it yesterday and all day long. I was just, I can't even imagine what he's going through. It's just so awful. And I remember when she was born, you know, he's been on the team since they brought her into this world and you know he's a he's a family man and he was always posting about his kids and uh so it was just it's just awful i just can't even imagine what they're going through and he's got four other kids four older ones and um i just it's just awful it's just horrible it really is it's it's really incomprehensible i think it's the worst thing that can happen to somebody is losing a child uh, you know, I, my heart really goes out to them and you know, everybody out there, if you can just, you know, think positive thoughts, prayers, all that good stuff. Cause dude, they are going through, you know, the, the worst thing that a human can go through. Uh, it, it seems to be, I don't know if it's because they're famous or whatever, but this seems to happen a lot with football players. Matter of fact, uh, John Spitek, who we're going to talk about here in a little bit, he's our what, vice president of player personnel. He's yeah. he's the one that does all the scouting and the draft picks and all that stuff. He had a child that died as well. Uh, they actually set up a foundation, uh, some some type of virus, CME or something of that nature. I'm not exactly sure, but you, you just he, it seems like you hear about it a lot with with these athletes, mm -hmm. and I, I really hate it. I just I know. And it's just, it seems like such a freak thing. Like, just, I don't know. It just, ugh. 
how many of us have swimming pools or, you know, or close to one or close to water or it's just uh, very scary. Yes. So scary. And I think when your kids are little, you're constantly like thinking about things that oh, all the time. You know, where yeah. they're, uh, it's gotten better for me with our oldest, you know, as she gets older, she's eight now. I don't think as much about that kind of stuff, but um, when they're so little, it's like any little thing. She's very scary. Just yeah, it's it, it is. It's terrifying. It'll keep you up at night. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's one of the things about being a parent is it instills in you this. I would say it's a healthy fear for another human being mm-hmm. that's unequal at anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you're, you're just constantly on the lookout and on the guard and wanting to protect them in every way you can think of. And you know, again, it just you know, every everybody just. Positive thoughts to Shaq and his family, but let's uh, let's move on. Don't want to be all depressing with all this. I'm depressed. I know we just <laughs> kick started. So sad. It's just so awful. Yes. Um, the Buccaneers. The draft was last week, and the Buccaneers got full reign of full range of players. Now, this is the first time in a long time where we drafted a lot of guys in the trenches, a lot of defensive mm-hmm. players too, which was something when, when Molly did her her mock draft, I had wanted to mention, and I kind of forgot it, that, you know, Bowles is a defensive-minded coach. And, you know, as far as getting an offensive lineman early, you know, if you're not in the top 10, generally you're not going to get, you know, a top-tier offensive lineman. So. And that's what – John Spitek said in his press conference. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I wanted to say we got a defensive-minded coach. He's going to want to draft defensive players. And sure enough, that's pretty much what we did. We got a defensive end, outside linebacker, linebacker, a defensive back, and another outside linebacker. Wow. So we got one wide receiver, a tight end, and an offensive lineman for the offense. And you have to remember, we've been building our offensive line since – B.A. got here. Mm-hmm. So I think in their mind, which is probably correct, like we have a stable of guys who we've kind of been grooming for this moment. Um, I think it's, you know, you don't want to rely on a draft, you know, one player who's going to make the difference. I think you do need kind of options. And so that's what we have and what we did. And John Spitek said in his press conference, would he like to draft, you know, a top tier um, offensive linemen, yes, but you also don't want to be that high in the draft where you're going to get one of the best ones. So, and I completely agree with that. Um, so, you know, I, I'm pretty pleased with the draft. Um, I was surprised with the first pick. Yes, I think everybody was. I don't think anybody had him as the you know in their mock drafts. Kalija Cansey from Kalijah. Pittsburgh. Kalija. I think so. Kalijah Cansey um, from Pittsburgh. Defensive end is what they have him listed as, although we do not play defensive ends because we're a 3-4 defense. So is he an outside linebacker or is he a defensive tackle? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, here's my question about the mock drafts. Like, is anyone ever right on their mock drafts? Because no. I didn't get a single. <laughs> I, hey, I, I batted 100. Ralph was 100%. I got 100% right. We batted 1,000? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know baseball. So... Yeah, what did any of you get 
Any any anyone on the our list? No, I don't think anybody that I recall had this guy anywhere on their mock giraffes. I, I I'm gonna look real quick and see. Uh, see if anybody did. Uh, you know, and I I like the pick. Um, I think it, it, once they made it, I was like, oh, that makes a, a whole lot of sense. <laughs> like, why why wouldn't they pick that? Like, we don't have anybody. We got you know, Akeem Hicks is gone. Uh, Will Goldstone is gone. Or he's a free agent. We could still sign him, I suppose. But, um, yeah, so we do kind of have a hole in that interior defensive line. So, you know, I don't... Um, I like it. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, they, they liked him, Kalijah. Uh, they said he was fast and has a mature demeanor. Which... Love that. Good football head on his shoulders. They said uh, he's a leadership material. So, um, you know, I'm happy with the pick. We do, ever since Sue left, we've kind of had a gaping hole. I think they tried to fill it with Akeem Hicks last year. That didn't work out predictably because of injury. And he's not coming back, it appears. So Who? Golson's not? Akeem Hicks. Oh, oh. Yeah. Like they they tried last year to fill Sue's shoes, didn't work. Um, so we needed somebody, and that's that's who we got. So, um, what what do you think about the pick? I don't know much about him. Yeah, you know, I I just got to trust these guys that they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't surprise me. You know, we do need outside help. Uh, you know, we don't know if Shaq Barrett is going to be up to 100%. And you know, now with his personal issues here, uh, you know, how how is he going to perform? You know, where's his mindset going to be? Where's his body going to be physically after the injury? We just don't know. And other than him, we don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to try on – you know, he had the opportunity last year. He was a full-time starter. And, you know, he played 100% of the snaps for quite a few weeks and didn't really show anything. Then, But isn't this guy going to play more, like, beside Vita? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. he, They have him listed. The Buccaneers have him listed defensive. as a def- defensive end. We do not have defensive I've ends. I've seen we, him listed as a tackle. Okay. So, well, again, we need that position, too, because, you know, without mm-hmm. – uh, Will Golston's really the only – Decent tackle we got. No, we, he's a free agent. We didn't. We're right. Him. If we yeah. if we resign him, yeah. other than him, we don't have anybody. Yeah. You know, uh, Akeem Hicks didn't do much last year. When, like mm-hmm. you said, we're not going to keep him. Uh, who do we have playing there? I don't know. Yeah. I do. It was in that Logan Hall. Wasn't that his position? Yes. Okay. And again, he jury's out. Yeah, he didn't show me anything last year, uh, except confusion on the field. Yeah. And but then again, you know, last year I've got to say that you know I say this, I say it repeatedly. Last year was a wash for everybody. Nobody played well last year. Uh, you know, I could say Levante David played Levante David football. Uh, Winfield played good. Other than that, you know, the you know 
even worse had bad games. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like every, something was going on with the team. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was personal issues. But that mentality of the team was just in the dump. So you kind of have to write off last year. It's, it's hard to, you know, like with Logan Hall and all these guys, I, I don't want to say, you know, they're, they're, they're bust just yet. Yeah. You know, let's give them another year and we'll figure it out. And a lot of these guys, again, with the COVID stuff, missed a lot of playing time in college. So uh, just think about all those reps and those snaps, how much they can help a player develop, and they didn't get them. Yeah. So. Uh, we did get Greg Gaines in the free agency from the uh, the Rams. But, again, he was a rotational player with them, wasn't a you know, full-time starter. Uh don't know much about the guy. But we did rotate on that line. Oh, yeah. Bit. Oh, yeah. The Bulls rotates crazy. I don't think anybody ever gets more than 60% of the snaps. I think Sue was hitting, you know, a little over, about, about 70% mm-hmm. every now and then. But Vita gets about 60. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Goldston and those guys, they're lucky if they get 50% of the snaps. So he's, he's constantly rotating those guys. Which was very strange how last year, towards the end of the year, he had Tryon and, uh, gosh, who was it? Was it O'Connor? I can't remember. We're playing 100% of the snaps oh. at, at outside linebacker, which Was it Nelson? Never, I think it was Nelson. He, that never happened. Even when we yeah. had JPP and Barrett, mm-hmm. never played 100% mm-hmm. of the snaps. But we had a lot of injuries and, uh-huh. you know, a lot of depth issues. So Yeah. Makes sense. And I think they really wanted to see what they had with those guys, too. Mm-hmm. So they were like, hey, just get out there and play. Yeah. And they didn't do that well. <laughs> yeah, so. No. so, yeah, I'm not I'm not upset about that. You know, it's not like we, we picked a kicker. <laughs> Darn it. I was hoping. Uh, so, and like I said, I don't I don't know anybody that that. Picked him for our mock draft. I'm looking at the the mock draft list here, and I don't see anybody. But I'm trying to to pull up the the big list of all the mock drafts. I'm seeing uh, pewter reports. That's it. Which they had tackle. Yeah, they had Anton Harrison. Same guy you did, right? No, I had uh, Darnell Wright. Okay. Who he went he went early. He was like ninth. Somewhere. Yeah. Top ten. I can't I think I can't remember who took him. Uh the Lions, maybe? Somebody. Um So and then we did end up getting an offensive lineman, did we not? Yes. Yes, we did. And it was uh Bob Boyd, the one I picked, <laughs> Cody Mock, a hundred percent. And it was so funny. Immediately, uh, Jensen was was tweeting out pictures and, <laughs> and then stuff like that with with him and, and Mock photoshopped together. Jensen had his teeth missing. <laughs> it was it was hilarious. Yeah, it seems like already they kind of have a rapport. Um, it's that that ginger bond, I think. Yeah, ginger bond. The ginger bond. <laughs> they all stick together. Yeah. And Coquifed. Yeah. Right? He's a ginger too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're going to have the, the ginger musketeers. Which they're saying, okay, so Cody mocked when you were talking, when you were talking about him, was he a guard or a tackle? 
He played tackle, yeah, but he's he, played all five positions. Right. In college, he was right tackle. So that's what I was thinking uh, he's we too were small getting. Yeah. Well, now apparently they're going to put him at guard. Guard or center. Um, yeah. So that surprised me. But they're grooming him for center. Okay. Like to eventually. Yeah. Eventually um, he'll play center when, when Jensen retires. Oh, don't even speak that. <laughs> Do not put that out in, in the universe. In ten years, it's, yeah, it's never, never gonna. He's gonna be like Tom Brady, play till he's forty. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's too small to play tackle. I mean, he, he's. I say he's too small, but what? He's six six, three hundred oh, pounds. Or something? Oh my god! I want to, I want to say he's he's a big wow. boy, but looking at him, he doesn't look that big. You know, seeing him out there on the field, yeah. North Dakota State. Uh, let me let me pull up his stats here if I can find them. No. Nope. Don't see him. He's over six foot, I know that. And he's God, I want to say he's close to three hundred. <laughs> but he, he was a fun pick. He made draft night pretty fun. Yes. Um, well that's the thing about it. You know, again, we gotta remember this is entertainment and this guy's entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a heck of a personality and he's just fun. He, yeah. He's fun out there on the field. He's one of those players that, you know, he plays till the whistle mm-hmm. and then a little bit after. Yeah. Which is like Jensen. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't have a problem scrumming with guys on the ground. And he likes the extracurriculars. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's going to be fun. It's definitely going to be fun for me with the uh, All-22. I, I love watching those guys. You know, uh, roughing out. Yeah, six foot six, three hundred and three pounds. So you know he's going to pull on probably another thirty pounds mm-hmm. of weight within the next year. I doubt if probably could, the second year. Yeah, Usually second they bulk year. up the second year. Yeah, and yeah, he's six foot six. So I don't know, man. He he might could play tackle, but he's got the shorter arms. His arms okay. aren't that long. Um. Oh my gosh, he was born in nineteen ninety nine. Ugh. <laughs> You're old. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. You always do that. You're like, gosh, what was I doing in 1999? Oh, I was having kids. <laughs> oh, I was, you know, I'm, 40 years old, <laughs> 30. I was still in elementary school, so there's that. I remember 1999 because I was so excited. All my life I'd been excited to see New Year's Eve 2000, New, or New Year's Eve 1999 roll over into 2000. It was a big event. It was a big event, and then you had the whole – uh, what was it, the Y2K, Y2K stuff that yeah. was scary? You know, I was a computer scientist, and everybody was like, is this going to be an issue? You know, and from our standpoint, yeah, it was going to be an issue. And I think the all the programmers did a really good job of cleaning that up. That was a dumb mistake that programmers made. They We make some stupid <laughs> mistakes, man. <laughs> okay, start getting on your programmer rant. Oh, Let's my hear. gosh. I, I will bore you all to death with my <laughs> complaining about programmers. But we're not called programmers anymore. It's uh, software engineers. Okay. So get that okay. get that right. Somebody will get offended. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you know, I was all excited about it, and you know, I had a, a trip booked to New York. I was going to go see the ball drop, and got sick, and ended up sitting on the couch, laying on the couch. I was I was couch bound for like four days, and ended up watching the the ball drop. On the couch, 
with a bucket beside the couch for the uh, upset stomach situation. And it was just, it was miserable. And I'm like, I had waited all my life for this and I'm sick. Well, to be fair, it wasn't memorable. Yeah, yeah, I've got the story to tell. (laughs) I think I probably would have had a better story to tell. But then, you know, in 2001, 9-11 happened, the world changed, and going to New York with the ball drop is never the same after that. You know, they had everybody fenced in. You know, before then, it was just free-for-all party. And now now it's like a sponsorship. It's weird. Yeah, everybody wears the, corporate. Yeah, everybody wears the hats of yeah. whoever's sponsoring the event. or Everybody's corralled in all these little gates. You can't drink. You know? What? Yeah, you can't drink there. What's the point? I know. It's weird. So, you know, that was the last time mm. that, you know... The things were fun, and I was on the couch. So, Cody Mock, 1999, <laughs> you ruined it for all of us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I'm very excited about him. I, we, we were sitting there. Molly actually stayed up. Well, you fell asleep, and then I woke you up. But then it was night two. We actually – she was watching the draft. I forgot about it. I was working on something else. And she was like, you watching the draft? I was like, oh, no. And so uh, she said – Oh, I came downstairs and, and you were like, uh, oh, no, our TV, we were streaming it. And you were like, oh, no, we must be behind because I saw who we got. You were looking on Twitter. And I sat there and, and we were like two picks behind on TV. And I, I was like, how is that? I kept trying to fast forward it and go live. I was like, how in the world are we that far behind? And then I was like, so who do we get? And you were like, your guy, Cody Mock. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, I finally got one. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I really wanted Sheriff. We've talked about this with mm-hmm. Washington. Uh, the commanders got him, the Redskins at the time, and he's turned out to be a great pick for them. Uh, then I wanted Claiborne uh, the following year, I think it was. Uh, oh, he, Morris Claiborne. Morris Claiborne. He went to Dallas. He did well, but then just ran into issues and I think bounced around the league. Yeah. And he was not. Yes, he he did not turn out to be the pick everybody thought he was going to be, me especially. And then last year, you know, and I I, I kind of quit picking guys because I, I you get disappointed when you don't when you get invested in these guys mm-hmm. and you don't. Well, last year I said, okay, I'm going to jump into the fray again, and I picked Perry on Winfrey. Really like the guy. Man, am I glad we didn't pick him because he went to Cleveland and has just been a total mess there. I didn't realize how bad of a mess he was. You know, we talked about it. You know, how he had these personal issues. They benched him for a couple of games. Uh, he was late for meetings. And I, was gonna, I didn't know that he was he was arrested Monday for uh, allegedly causing bodily harm to a woman he was dating. And he's facing misdemeanor charges now. Oh, my gosh. This was last Monday. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, the guy seems like a total. Train wreck. Total train wreck over there. Yeah, and all, the, all the players don't like him. They actually went to the coaches and said, you need to do something about this guy. He's not showing up for meetings. He's late for practices. And his stats are crap. I mean, wow. absolutely horrible. I think he's got like five tackles with you know 400 snaps. <laughs> well, okay, horrible. so I keep talking about this, but I really do think it's relevant here. The COVID class. I mean, not only did they miss time, but when they were in college, and I know this is true in a lot of high schools, it was true in where we were living, um, a lot of schools were like, don't fail people Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. If they don't show up, 
it's fine. If they don't turn in work, it's fine. We're not failing anyone. This is a tough time for people. You know, just they just way lowered expectations across the board with everything. Yeah. And so, you know, this is you've, you've trained people to, you know, not have any kind of sense of responsibility or accountability. And that's what you get sometimes. That's what you get. Yeah. So uh, speaking of the Browns, my boy, Jim Schwartz is the new defensive coordinator for the Browns. Oh, okay. I like him, man. I like him too. I mean, he did survive Detroit to still have a career. Yeah. Uh, the Browns is kind of where people careers go to, to die. die. Yeah, maybe he'll go with the Raiders next. I don't know. Well, um, he's bounced around the league, and everywhere he's gone, he's really built a good defensive unit. But so then he we'll doesn't see. stick around, so I just have yeah. questions. He must be hard to get along with, or something. I think so. Tom, he's a good coach. Good coach. Uh, speaking of coaches. Cliff Kingsbury, my coach that I would like to have seen us get as offensive coordinator, I said he probably might not uh, hang out with the NFL anymore, mm-hmm. you know, because he's still on contract with the Cardinals. So he's good. If he if he played in the, or coached in the NFL, he would lose that contract money. So he would probably what most coaches do, you know, Lovey did it, Shiano did it, all these guys they'll they'll go to college and coach until their NFL contract runs out and then they'll come back to the NFL. And I, fi- I figured Kingsbury would just not do anything. Never come back from the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, speaking of which, have you seen his girlfriend? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. She's like a model. Like it like a uh, this Instagram model, uh, and I, I think she does product models too. But I mean, she's like gorgeous model type. You know, you're. I'm like, what the world? But anyhow, there's pictures of her in the Philippines, or is it was it Philip? Where'd they go? Thailand? I don't know. I can't remember. They went. They went someplace after he got fired, and there's all these pictures of her. You know, in like lingerie and bikinis and all this, and I'm like. Did he take those pictures? Or did they bring a crew? Because they're like professional pictures and everything. Well, I'm now like, you can take one with an iPhone. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. But who was doing it? I'm like, is he like an Instagram husband? <laughs> I mean, it's just weird. You're an NFL coach and you've got this girlfriend that you're on vacation with that's putting all these sexy pictures up on Instagram. And she doesn't have anywhere on Instagram him. There's no mention of him or anything like That's that. That's our product page. That's her marketing. Exactly. That's just weird the to brand. me. Like, um, were you doing a lot of research? I did that? a lot of research on her. <laughs> <laughs> it's important NFL news, guys. <laughs> it, it just really shocked me. I saw that. I was like, whoa. Well, it's like uh, Sean McVay's girlfriend, too. It's the same. She's Remember, got like an Instagram and stuff. Yes. Are you going to research? I got to research that. I don't believe you. I'll look it up. But she's the one Jared Goff was like making obscene comments about, and the text got released when he was leaving the Rams. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. And so much stuff happens. But anyhow, Cliff Kingsbury is coaching at USC now, but he's not the head coach, and we don't even know what his position is there yet. He's a, they've just announced that he's going to be part of the coaching staff. Oh. So. Yeah, there you go. Make a few million being an advisor or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's a good coach. 
I, I think he really got shafted by the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are just a mess. They're just ownership's a mess. I think the, uh, the quarterback there has got way too much power. You know, they've handed him the king keys to the kingdom, and mm-hmm. he's not ready for it. Yeah. So, uh, let's get back to our draft. Okay. Enough sidetrack there. Enough sidetracking. Okay. So we got Cody Mock in the round and two. So to get Cody Mock, we moved up two spots. Yeah, that was interesting because we're sitting there, yeah. we're like we were fiftieth, and all of a sudden you went, "Hey, they got us at forty-eight. Yeah. And so we thought maybe we had screwed up when we weren't that fiftieth wasn't our spot, but then kind of find out we moved up. What did we sacrifice for that? I don't know. I can't remember. But that's good because it shows that we really wanted Cody Mock. So, yeah, so it just goes to show that they they really wanted him. You know, they sacrificed, move up and get him. They knew that it was someone you were really interested in, Ralph. <laughs> they they, so did it they just, made that sacrifice. Just for me. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about him. He's, he's going to be fun to watch. I hope he has a long, illustrious career with the Buccaneers. Uh, round three from Louisville, we picked Yaya Diaby. Is that how you pronounce his name? I think so. Again, another guy nobody had on their draft board. <laughs> uh, okay. The, like, I feel like we have some leeway because we know nothing about <laughs> college football. These people, like, are immersed in college football and they get everything totally wrong. Yeah. Is that common? Can you guys comment below? Like, does anyone ever get these mock drafts right? Not, I've never seen it. I don't think so either. Uh, I was watching a clip of Rich Eisen, and he bragged that he had gotten a third round pick <laughs> right one time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did see last year, Pewter Report got Rashad White and uh, Logan Hall, our first and third round, I think. Was Rashad I think White it's third easier, like the beginning rounds oh yeah first rounds definitely especially when you're higher up Mm -hmm. but you know they put out 15 mock drafts so out of 15 they got one that had two right (laughs) so and and that's unusual to get that many right just just from what i've seen okay so yaya is an outside linebacker so does that mean like Tryon is on notice it sure does it means he's got some competition there yeah yeah um so time to put up or shut up for him i mean everyone kind of gave him a hard time last year Tryon. um i you know i didn't think he played that bad i thought he was who Tryon? yeah Uh, you don't think so i i mean yeah i but then again, like I said last year, I'm I'm it's a wash. I'm not I'm not giving anybody a hard time about last year because you have to give everybody a hard time about last year. But it still wouldn't surprise me if they got him for competition. You know, light a fire onto these guys. It's a uh, we need we need some we need some pass rushes. We need a little bit of everything, actually. Yeah, you know, it's funny because we had like a good pass rush for. A year, maybe two, when Shaq and JPP were together. Yeah, 
And then after that, it's like the mythical pass rush again is what everyone's talking about. And uh, maybe it's just not as easy as everyone thinks it should be. It's easy peasy, man. Anybody <laughs> could do that mess. <laughs> uh, yeah, last year it was just bad. We got no pressure from anywhere. The only time we got pressure was when we blitzed. So I think they're they're really wanting that to be a focus on this team. Now, the uh, Spytech was talking about how they worked with Dan Canales to you know, get the offensive players they want, and they worked really hard with Bowles to get the defensive players they want. So I think Bowles is kind of happy with what we have in the secondary, and he wants more speed mm-hmm. up front. And it looks like that's where they went. So, yeah, yeah. Actually, Pewter Report did have Yaya in one of their 15 drafts, <laughs> mock drafts. Uh, Scott Reynolds had picked Yaya in the fifth round. Okay. But like I said, they did 15 mock drafts. So. And he was picked in the third round. Wow. Yeah. So was that kind of a reach to take it, him so high? It did high? seem like a reach. Everybody had him in the fourth and fifth round, but we got him in the third. So. We must have really, really wanted him. So they said he's got speed and power. I should hope so. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, a guy to have. Well, you know, he's slow and weak. <laughs> but they said like his, you know, he's strong. So he. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we had no picks in the fourth round. We had two in the fifth, and we actually traded up um, the our second fifth round pick. We traded up for that tight end, Payne Durham. Uh, before him, at number 153, we had Servosia. Servosier Dennis. Ooh, fancy. Servosier. I think that's how they said it. I listened to his press conference, but um, he's an inside linebacker, so he could potentially Mm. be an heir to Vontae David or and or Devin White, which is what they said, uh, Scott Smith said. Um, he's a Bucks fan. Like he's got a family in the area. I saw his dad was wearing a Buccaneers. Uh, sweater, the jersey, or something, right? I think I think that they're from Bradenton, so close by, in the area. We've got a we've got a couple guys that were from the area. Uh, as far as linebackers go, we right now we've got Devin White and Levante David on the roster. You know, those are our two starters. Devin White, we don't know what's happening with him, whether he's going to be with the team or not. Behind- I mean, we're not trading him. If we didn't trade him behind, before. Above the draft. I mean, before the draft. I don't think we're trading him. You never know. You never know. It could be a surprise and, down the line. And it could depend on his attitude. Yeah. Subsequent to that. Uh, behind them, we have K.J. Britt and Servassier Dennis. And then J.J. Russell and Ulysses Gilbert. So... Now, K.J. Britt, I liked. I think he did well. Yeah, I was just going to say, we've kind of been building that area. They've drafted... In the later rounds, linebackers before, remember, we got K.J. Britt and Grant Stewart, who we ended up trading to Indianapolis. 
Um, so it, you know, they have kind of always seemed to have that position in the, in mind. Um, so I, you know, oh, it's gonna be rough. Uh, I I hope that Devon doesn't hold out yeah. or anything. Um, but we'll see what Servosier has to offer. He, they say he's a good tackler and a natural leader and very like ex- instinctual. So. That's something else Spytech focused on. He said, you know, you can you can look at their forties and their their high jumps and all that. And he said, none of that stuff really matters. What we're, mm-hmm. he said, one of the most important things is can they tackle well, mm-hmm. and, which is great. I love to hear that. Spytech doesn't get as much credit. You know, as I feel like he deserves. He's definitely going to be a GM somewhere. I remember last year, the I think it was the Steelers and the Raiders and the Vikings all interviewed him for their GM position. Nobody picked him up, but uh, he will be a GM somewhere. He's definitely got the attitude for it. He's very aggressive. He's intelligent, and he does well in front of the media. I think he's got he's got a good football sense about him, and he's the reason why we've got a lot of the players we got. We give Jason Light a lot of credit, but you know Jason Light brought Spytech in. I think I couldn't figure out exactly when Spytech came here. The write up on Buccaneers.com is absolutely horrible. You can't really follow what's going on, and there's no like Wikipedia articles or anything on the guy. So to figure out exactly when he got here, but he was with Denver before. But I think he was with Denver before Shaq Barrett got there. I'm not exactly sure. I want to say from he left in 2016. He was there when they won their Super Bowl. He said he had a Super Bowl ring. Okay. So uh, he probably knew about Shaq Barrett, and he's probably one of the reasons why we got Shaq Barrett. So just that alone is enough to give the guy all the kudos in the world. But he worked with the Broncos from 2013 to 2016. So I assume he was with the Buccaneers starting in 2017. Uh, he, he he gave all the names of the scouts and everything in his press conference, which I thought was pretty cool. Gave him all credit. He said they did 3,352 scouting reports on 1,426 players. Wow. He said it might have been overkill. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess it's better to overkill than underkill. That's like all the players in the league. It seems like right? it. I don't know. No, that's not not college players. Yeah. That's that's like three teams in college. <laughs> they got like 400 players on each team. What? <laughs> all right. Uh, in the round five, you said we we traded up to get uh, Payne Durham. Payne. Tight end. Major Payne. Um, they're saying he's, oh, let me see. <laughs> he's think, a good red zone target. That's lo- what they said about him. I love that movie, Major Payne. Uh, two of my favorite quotes from it are the one, the guy's like legs blown off and he's like, you want me to take the, <laughs> take your mind off that pain or take, well, you want me to take your mind off your leg? The guy's like, yes. Yeah. So he breaks his finger. <laughs> The guy's like, why'd you do that for? He said, you ain't thinking about your leg no more. And the other one, the little boys, there's a monster in my closet. So he pulls out his gun and just shoots the closet. He goes, if there's a monster in that closet, he's dead now. <laughs> you know, his voice reminds me of Todd Bowles. Oh I've gosh. always thought of that. Really? Major pain. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Then we go on to round six. Oh, what do we know about Payne Durham? Anything? He's a tight end from Purdue. Yeah, they're saying he's going to be a red zone, red zone target. He's good in the 
Okay. Russia. So another Cam Bright. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wonder if he's a decent blocker. Or if we were going to use tight ends as blocking. I know. I don't, you know, it's so up in the air now. We don't know um, what we're doing. Um, that was one thing they said about Cody Mock is he's good in space, blocking in space, so he can pull. I did see that on some of his game film is that, uh, yeah, he just plows guys over in space, man. Those little guys don't stand a chance <laughs> against him. Uh, but, you know, it's it's so annoying. I don't know what it is with college football, but there's just no All-22 out there. It's impossible to get All-22 film. You know, all you get is these cut-ups. Some guys can get hold of some of it. So you only get highlights. And, you know me, I can't stand just highlights. I want to see a full season of a guy. You know, At least see, a game. Yeah, at least a game or two because you, mm-hmm. you want to see if they make mistakes. That's where I look at I look at can these guys stay consistent? How many mistakes do they make compared to plays? You know, and you get a lot of these guys that make great plays, but they also screw up a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, they're out of position or they try too hard. You know, it's kind of like Quan Alexander was. You know, he made great plays when he made them, but he made a lot more mm-hmm. bad plays than he did good plays. Yeah. So then we moved to round six, pick 181, Josh Hayes, defensive back out of the Kansas City. A lot of interesting stuff with this guy. Uh, one, he's from Kansas City or Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always fun. And he is the nephew of our uh, linebacker Geno Hayes that we had back in the early 2000s who passed away a couple years ago from liver disease. Uh, but Josh Hayes, he's from, he's he's close, to Clearwater or somewhere. He's he's from the area, like fifty miles away, and uh, he's really excited to be with the Buccaneers. He was like, "Man, I didn't care where I got drafted. I just wanted somebody to draft me." But when I, he said, when I saw the area code was eight one three, he was like, "No way, no way." <laughs> he kept asking Jason, like. He was like, is this for real? Is this for real? Uh, so that's cool, cool you know. Uh, his uncle was Geno Hayes, linebacker with the early 2000 Buccaneers. I remember him uh, when I started being a fan, I think, in like 2009. Really? Was he there that long? I, I think so. I, I want to say he was, he was there... Uh, shortly, no, 2008, 2014. Okay. I thought he was earlier 2000s, but, uh, no, he was with us from 2008 to 2011. Then he went to Chicago, uh, played there for a year. And then he was at Jacksonville for two years. But yeah, so that's interesting. He's got a connection got to a con- the team. Got a connection to the team. Mm-hmm. And he's probably got family members who are Buccaneer fans, too. Mm-hmm. So. I'll be hitting him up for tickets. I would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But these later round guys, mm-hmm. it's hard for them to stick with the team. Mm-hmm. You know, move from round six and down, round six and seven. We got three guys in round six. Yeah. Nobody in round seven. Well, we had a seventh round, and I think we traded that pick in the trade to move up for Payne Durham. Because um, – I think in round five, we were initially picking at like 175, and we ended up picking him at 171. So anyway, we lost that seventh round in one of these trades where we moved up. Okay. 
So we were we were hustling in yeah. this draft, man. We had some which guys was, we wanted. And, yeah, which is interesting when you just move up like a few spots. Like mm. clearly they wanted that player and yeah. um didn't want to take a chance somebody yeah, else grabbing them. Exactly. Yes. That that's good to see. You like to see that. Like with the Cody Mock, they were like, We can get him, let's move up and get him. Mm-hmm. Uh Josh Hayes, did they do that with him? No, I think with it Payne was Payne Durham. Durham, yeah. Payne Durham. All right, other round six guy, pick 191, Trey Palmer, wide receiver out of Nebraska. He's our first skill position guy. I, I like, I've always liked their um, drafts at wide receiver. You know, we've kind of always had an issue with depth, but they have found guys, you know, later on or undrafted. Scotty free Miller. Agents. Um, yeah, Scotty Miller, I think we got in the third round. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we had guys like... um. Tyler Johnson, mm. and, you know, just Cyril Grayson, mm. where mm. they just come in, they're kind of walk-ons, or they we draft them in the later rounds, and they're productive for us. So uh, I, I like the eye that they have for these kind of receivers, and our depth is concerning at wide receiver at this point, especially in the last few years we've dealt with um, Mike and Chris getting injured, and now, you know, we don't have Rashard Perriman anymore obviously scotty miller he's at arizona so we're kind of wait re- did brichard Perryman go somewhere else or did we i don't just think so we just haven't him. resigned him yet okay. so um you know we do have issues there we kind of need to stack the bench at receiver uh last guy we picked round six pick 196 was jose ramirez outside linebacker from eastern michigan so we we really went defense heavy in this mm-hmm. draft, which isn't surprising given the head coach is a defensive guy. Right. So we're really going to lean on Dan Canales to whip up some interesting offense with the tools he's got. I mean, you got to figure he's coming in with Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield competing. Uh, he's got to rebuild the offensive line. We've you know, we got one running back who we know what we got with. And, you know, yeah, the tight we ends. Got Chase Edmonds, we signed him. The tight ends are questionable. We got little depth at wide receiver. We got two good guys at wide receiver. But at behind Dang, own, they are just not setting him up for success. No, that's what I'm saying. He's going to really have to pull a rabbit out of wow. the hat. And But I think they got confidence in him. Well, I think the element of surprise, like no one's got, no one has any yeah. idea what he's going to do that mm-hmm. is advantageous to us as well because no yeah. one has any film on our offense. Yeah, it'll be week five or six before anybody can really get a grasp on what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Probably him included. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen out there. Yeah, and I mean, the players, they have to kind of work out the kinks. And um, we're, I mean, shortened preseason. You know, I don't think they're they're going back to the five ga- or four games. Yeah. It'll probably still be the three. But but the good thing is, is now the cuts aren't until all the cuts. You know, previously you had to cut down to 90s and then mm-hmm. cut down to yeah, – but there was like three rounds of cuts before the last game. Now you don't have to cut anybody until after the last preseason game. Oh. So we're going to really get to see – these young guys out there, probably for all four games. I, I would imagine. Three games. Yeah, all three games. Gosh, that's so weird. 
I would imagine we're not going to see our starters a whole lot. Well, who the hell's starting? Like, <laughs> right? We don't know who's we starting. Don't know. Well, like on the line, I I think the only ones we really know are Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Right. We're not going to see them much. The, yeah, mm-hmm. on the defense, we've got a few guys that are stalwarts, but yeah, they'll they'll rotate. Uh, Mayfield and Trask as starters each game to see which one can do what. Uh, worse, if we move him to left tackle, they'll probably play him more than you would expect just to see how he can handle it. is uh, probably not going to play a lot. Linebackers, Devin White, Devontae aren't going to play a lot. Cornerbacks probably aren't going to play a lot. So right, Jensen's not going to play. Yeah, so... You know, we're not going to see those guys till game one, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe a series, you know, the first week or two, but we're not going to see it. And which is so weird, you know, because I'm used to, you know, week three preseason is when you see the starters play mm-hmm. all the way up until third quarter usually. And then then it's uh, week four was all the new guys that they're wanting to play. Yeah, I mean, there was a consistent – formula throughout mm-hmm. the league you know everyone played their starters week three week four was kind of these are all the guys who are going to get cut they're fighting for jobs yeah yeah and like you said it was very consistent across the league and now this is only the second year with the three the third is it third year? i think so because they did it during coven okay since the the three preseason mm-hmm. games Teams haven't figured out how they're going yeah. to do because you had teams last year that did play their starters, you know, in week two and week mm-hmm. three, and, and some didn't play them. At some all. didn't play them at all, you know. So we we haven't quite got a routine down yet with the preseason, and you know, this is Todd Bowles' first year with his new team, new coaching staff. You know, that he got to pick Dan Canales. This is his first year. Period. These guys don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be a lot of trial and error working out the kinks, I think, particularly on offense. Um, And then with defense, like, it's kind of the same thing, getting all these young guys acclimated. It'll still, I'm sure, be mostly the same system, but we do have a lot of new faces in the building. Yeah, yeah. Giovanni Bernard retired, so he's he's out. Uh, Yeah, we're definitely a new football team. You yeah. know, I'm excited about our offense and see what we get, what we're going to have. I think this guy's going to bring some unique stuff. Yeah, and he's young. He's got some energy. Yeah. He, he's young enough to where he he doesn't know what he can't do yet. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, he's going to bring. He's you know he's chomping at the bit to try new stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to be copying people. I don't think. I think he's going to want to put a stamp on his own offense. Yeah, make a name for himself. Right, until he gets smacked in the face a few <laughs> games, and then he's like, I'm just going to try the old tried and true methods. Yeah. But it does bring me to a point. Uh, Joe Buck's fan has kind of been bringing it up, and, you know, I talk about it all the time, that, you know, football is entertainment. And for the past few years, we haven't had an extremely, extremely exciting team. Uh, you know, we got Tom Brady and Gronkowski and Antonio Brown. We've had Mike Evans. Uh, you know, we got uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, we had JPP and Adamakan Gasu. Uh, these are all players who they were li- bigger than life. Mm-hmm. You know, they they just just their presence was exciting. But you had guys like Antonio Brown, Gronkowski, uh, JPP, who were really dynamic characters. I mean, when they gave interviews, it was 
you know, a ton of sound bites and national recognition. They'd, they'd be on uh, all these, you know, the NFL Network and uh, the Rich Eisen Show and all this stuff. So we had a lot of excitement with this team, uh, not just with the fan base, but the team itself was exciting. We had characters. We don't have any of that now. We are a very, very boring team. Now, I love Mike Evans. When he first came in the league, he was a firecracker, but he's gotten into that Zen mode. Uh, he's not an exciting player on the field or off the field. You know, he on the field, he's great to catch the ball, but after that, not a whole lot there. I don't know. I mean, he's brought us spurts like where he's punching people. I love that. <laughs> Occasionally. <Yes. laughs> not often because he gets suspended. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't do it as much as he used to, but, you know, he did it last year, right, with – uh, mm. fighting with some guys and New he, Orleans wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember who it was, but he he's not the he's not a B. He's not mm-hmm. the Tyree kills that are going to get in front of the mic and just say crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, across the league, we've talked about this a lot. It's definitely tampered down across the league. You don't see the players you used to with the, the Terrell Owenses and the Palomalos and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Where you know they were just they had their own character. Now everybody has to be careful what they say and how they act. And all. Mm-hmm. So you get it. It is tamped down across the league. But on this team in particular, especially compared to the past few years, there's just no excitement. Todd Bowles is boring. You know. He's he's not going to give you what Bruce Arians gave you. Now, with all that being said, I think Baker Mayfield is going to bring a spark to this team. Hopefully. Now, I'm saying that, but we just had to take like a six-hour break <laughs> <laughs> doing this podcast. And we're not exactly sure where we <laughs> left off at. We paused it. so It's like after nine, so Molly is delirious. Yes, it's way past her bedtime. So if we just jump subjects there, and it makes no sense, and it makes no sense, <laughs> it's because we thought we ended it somewhere else. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, you know, we're gonna have to do that with this kid. One of the reasons why we haven't done podcasts on a regular basis is because the baby just is not being uh, on our schedule. So what okay. we're gonna have to do is chop up these podcasts in little 10, 15 minute sections that we can get and then pause it and then come back to do it. So you're going to get a lot of disjointed <laughs> a lot podcasts. Of, a lot of weird <laughs> subjects just popping out of nowhere. Uh, so what do you think about the draft? Give it a grade. What do you think we did? How do you think we did? You know, I would not have focused as much on defense. Really? I think. but. What they did made sense. Like, in my mind, I'm focusing on offensive line, the running back room, tight ends. Uh, You know, I mean, they didn't take any running backs. No, at all. So, I mean, maybe they're happy with who we have. Um, Don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I probably would have focused more on the secondary, too. Hmm. So that's a little. Yeah, we're very uh, thin in the secondary. Yeah, I, I, I trust that they have a plan. I trust the plan. Trust the plan. We'll see. I don't know. So I would get. I would give. Um, I'll give it a B. 
A bee. Okay. Yeah, yeah you know, I'm happy that we got uh, Cody Mock, so I'm going to give it a B plus. Okay. You just had to one-up me. It just had to one-up you. <laughs> I think that, you know, we're going back to old book football where it's defense first to run the ball, uh, just play a field position you know, old school football. I don't know how that's going to work in today's NFL, but we're going to find out, I think. And especially with this draft, it it did shock me that we went so defensive heavy. Uh, you know, I figured we would go defense in the first round, but. I just thought we, I felt like we had so many more holes in the offense. Man, we got holes everywhere. We really do. Uh, you figure our, our cornerbacks, like you said, our secondary, we got Carlton Davis and we've got uh, Jamel Dean. And then behind them, we've got Anthony Chesley and Zion McCullum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At Didn't safety. we bring D. Delaney back? No. Oh. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. Nickelback. Nickelback. He Nickelback. Got Nickelback. Nickelback. Right? Okay. And Yes. That's what Whatever that is. For. Yeah. Okay. I just thought of the band and it just didn't sound right. Nickelback. <laughs> Delirious. <laughs> oh, look, and there's a Ryan Neal playing Three Doors Down. <laughs> so, yeah, at safety, we got Ryan Neal and Antoine Winfield Jr. and then Nolan Turner. I mean, we are. with that. Right. We are, we are thin everywhere. Mm hmm. You know, our defensive line, we've got the new guy, Cancy. We got Vita, Greg Gaines, you know, Patrick O'Connor, DeAdrian Sinat, and Logan Hall. And <laughs> we are not the team we were last year or the year before or the year before. Every year it's a new team. Mm -hmm. And this one is definitely new. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd give us a, I'd give us a B plus. Just, just, just gonna co Cody Mock, but uh, we'll have, we'll see how the other guys pan out. And there's still undrafted, the undrafted rookies yep. and yep. the free agents. So yeah, we signed um, a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. The next day, then there's always usually one, you know, surprise out of there, one or two. So diamonds in the rough. Yes. So those are always fun, and you don't really find out until training camp, really. That, that, that is always the fun good. stuff about yeah. this. You know, you, there's always one guy that just pops up, and you're just like, oh, wow, he's he's interesting. Well, And then there's the training camp studs who shine in mm. camp and then don't Gosh, we've had a lot really of do anything. Yeah. We seem to major in those guys. Mm -hmm. so. I'm excited for it. It's right around the corner. Uh I really, you know, looking at everybody else's draft, it, the draft didn't seem that deep this year. They just weren't, it didn't seem like there was a lot. I mean, even the quarterbacks that picked kind of seemed mediocre to me. Mm -hmm. uh, that Bryce Young with Carolina. Yeah. They took a picture of him at the podium and the podium's like taller than he is. Yeah, he's like 5'9". Well, and I don't, is he really? Mm-hmm. Wow, he's going to have to take some pointers from Drew Brees. How you get the ball, everyone? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Carolina was thinking there. I mean, I don't know. But it just seemed like this year's draft, there wasn't the 
the, the stars that you get usually, and it just doesn't seem very deep. It really seemed like after the first round, everybody was just like, eh, we'll pick this guy. I think you know? it's just the COVID class. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it, it, it'll probably be a couple years before we get mm-hmm. back to uh, you know, football players who are polished. If we do, though, you know, I, yeah, think, if we do. I think that COVID just changed society so much. And you, you see it like in general in the workforce, people's work ethic is just not there. You know, people don't want to work. Mm-hmm. There are openings everywhere. Performances, I think, have declined. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I we saw, ever, I don't know if we'll ever get back to I saw a protest some government workers i can't remember where it was at i want to say it was was in new york was it canada i don't know up north somewhere where they're protesting about having to go back to work Mm -hmm. or go back into the office Mm -hmm. i was like really yeah that's weird yeah yeah so i think you're right man people are just kind of brain brain shot brain dead yeah life we're in a weird place. We are in a weird place. Yes, and we are in a weird place with the Buccaneers, too, because we don't know a thing that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. What we do know, you know, is that the uh, defense is probably going to stay the same for the most part, the way we attack. and Like the scheme? The scheme, yeah. But we're, we do not have the guys to do it like we have, you know, the past three, four years. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, and again, you know, last year it was just not good, but... I'll say this until the season starts. You know, I'm not going to judge the guys from last year because everybody played bad, mm-hmm. including Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So it was something infected the team. Don't know what it was, but misery. Every everybody gets a what's it called a MacGuffin, a do over. I don't know what to say. No, I don't, even, never I don't even know. <laughs> All right, uh, you got anything else? Oh, I just want to do correct myself real quick. Uh, Shaq Barrett had has three other kids. Um, he's got two boys and a girl. Okay, so so not five. He's four. Okay. Yes, yeah, so everybody. You know, say a prayer. Positive thoughts out to Shaq Barrett. It's horrible stuff. Mm. But leave it. But we started off on a bad note. We're leaving on a bad note. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't mean to do that. All right, guys. That's good. That's enough for us. Till next time. Go Bucks.